You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Welcome back. Okay, today we have a bonus episode because... I, I don't know if I'll do this often or not, but um, there was a news headline that I saw yesterday that um, kind of provoked a lot of thoughts for me. And and sometimes things, you know, either situations with friends or things come up in my own family or in my own thoughts that... Um, in, in this case, it was in the news, um, that really kind of flip a switch in me. And I realize that I have a lot of um, insight and integrated theory behind why I believe the way I do. And so I want to share that with you today. Um, the news headline that sparked my interest was about a pretty well-known Christian entertainer and his misconduct with some women has come out. And I just have a lot of thoughts about it. (laughs) I, um, you know, I actually personally know this um, person, this man that's been accused of these things, and... While there's no part of me that would defend any sort of um, inappropriate interaction or even just disrespect. I mean, I don't even care um, how quote-unquote small it may seem. Um, I am never a supporter of mistreatment of another human, whether it's a grown person or a child or male or female, it doesn't matter. I believe in fully respecting every human and, um, and it doesn't mean you have to, you know, tolerate and be around every human, but, um, but treating people inhumanely or with blatant disregard or disrespect is, um, never okay in my book. So, And with that being said, um, I'm going to kind of map this podcast with the two perspectives in mind. And so I'm not going to go into details about um, what was in the headlines. You guys can just Google that yourselves and find it. It's all over the internet right now. But um, basically I see, you know, there's two parties involved, him and then these women. And for both parties, I, I... this is how I process life. I think about it. How would I um, either tell my kids about this situation or have a conversation with them or educate them? 
um, if they were ever in, find, found themselves in a similar situation, how I um, would hope that they would behave or act or whatever. And so that's kind of where I'm going to talk from today. So this is how I have a son and a daughter. And so we'll just say, you know, um, you know, with all the social conditioning about, good God, patriarchal hierarchy and um, feminism and transgender and sex changes and <clears throat> there's so much going on in the world of masculine and feminine and I think there's so much to be celebrated there. I think we have a lot of room to grow as a society and this is my you know little voice and two cents in this whole dynamic so <clears throat> whatever spectrum wherever you fall on the spectrum okay male female everything in between um you know perpetrator victim all of that here are the things that i believe apply to all parties involved and my children are included in this <clears throat> I want to talk about intuition, responsibility, and power, and what these three things have to do with each other. So intuition is a healthy relationship with your body, mind, and heart. Um, it comes only when you are living on purpose or consciously. So intuition, you don't happen upon intuition. You don't stumble into it um, because it's that still and quiet voice. Um, you know, some people would call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it your gut instinct, your true north, um, whatever that, just that primal twitch in your stomach that kind of is steering you away from a threat or into safety. Um, in the noise of our society and in the chaos of our attachment styles, whether we're, we tend to be avoidant or anxious or disorganized within a relationship and, and um, that dynamic, it can be very difficult to hear our intuition or tune into it because it is a small quiet voice usually it doesn't go away it's very steady it's like a metronome it just ticks at you but it's calm okay at first unless you're in an abusive situation or obviously in a um, uh, violent situation so here's the breakdown of intuition. If you don't trust yourself, if you've ever said, man, I don't trust myself to pick the right partner, or I don't trust myself to, you know, cover finance or, you know, be, take care of my finances or, um, prepare meals or take care of my body or commit to exercise or whatever. If you can't trust yourself, that's a clear indication you have a broken relationship to your intuition. <clears throat> um, and what happens when we are disconnected from that, we cannot discern other people, ourselves, safety versus threats. Um, we can't navigate relationships 
accurately without our intuition. We're going to be all over the place. We're going to be ricocheting, um, freaking out, and then like super excited, and then calm and relaxed, but tension inside. I mean, it's crazy. You're all over the place. Um, if you're detached from self, aka your intuition, when you are triggered by another person, a sound, a situation, anything, you will blame, project, and fault find. When we lose the ability to see our role or take responsibility or recognize our choice in a situation, we become powerless. Okay, so all of this, I hope, is helping paint a picture of how your intuition guides you and how not listening to it or not being connected to it will kind of derail you in life. And it can be extremely dangerous when um, we are living disconnected from ourselves and our intuition. Um, when and I'm going to give an example here. Okay, so I grew up in the Christian world, right? Non-denominational. Then I was a pastor's wife in the evangelical church for almost 10 years. And what that organizational dynamic taught me, whether it was an explicit message, uh, meaning they actually said it, or an implicit message, meaning it was just what I read between the lines, um, was as a girl, as a female, I was to be gentle and quiet because that was biblical. I was to submit to male leadership. And when I began dating, they would be a Christian, obviously, believe the same as me. And... Um, which is the Trinity, you know, Jesus is the Messiah and things like that. And then I would follow their leadership within the dating dynamic and then um, as the spiritual leader of our family if we chose to get married and then have kids. So, and what, like I get how innocent and kind of peaceful that picture could be of like there's a leader and then there's a support partner and and all of that but the underlying message was that as a woman my voice was smaller than the men and as a woman i come second my desires my needs my thoughts even though they say a husband is to put his wife first you know after god and and things like that but it still has this message of my voice matters a little bit less and my needs matter after his do after his get met and what that requires if you're going to um agree to the terms of that system and be a part of it participate in it actively that would require me as a female to disregard or turn off or tune down for sure um, if not completely just shut off my intuition my gut 
my that core um, thing inside of me that's guiding me. Because ultimately, if it came down to it and my husband and I were deciding on something and he heard something from God and I heard something different, then we would go with him. <clears throat> so, very subtle over years do, does this type of um, thinking and belief play out. But it becomes so dangerous that if you ever wonder in these, you know, harassment cases, you know, I remember hearing a lot about in college, girls would go to parties and they would drink too much, you know, whether it was a fraternity party or not. And then they would be taken advantage of in some way. They didn't want to have sex, but they were so drunk, they like didn't fight off, but like, that's not really what they wanted. Or they were completely unconscious or they did fight them off, you know, or whatever it is. There's like, I mean, endless amounts of stories of these things happening, which is so devastating. But for me as a mom, I'm like, how am I going to teach my kids how to navigate these types of dynamics and not find themselves in those types of situations? My son and my daughter. So what would heteronormatively be the accused male and the victim female. Um, and here's what it all comes down to. Intuition, responsibility, and power. If you're disconnected from your intuition, you're in trouble. You are going to trip into a minefield of situations that you are not prepared to navigate. You will be taken advantage of. You will be a doormat. You will be pushed around. You will feel resentment. You will be abused. Um, you will be cast aside, silenced, um, all of those things, okay? <clears throat> the way that you move back toward power, because when you've lost your intuition and that attachment or connection to it, um, and you've lost your ability to recognize where you have a choice and then make the decision, you feel powerless. And when you're powerless, that's like a rabid dog almost. It's like so unpredictable how you will behave. Like one minute you might be totally asleep and unconscious to what's happening. And the next minute you might be so triggered. You're like ready to shoot somebody, you know, um, it's extremely, it's dangerous. And I'm obviously going to the extreme of what this could be, but, um, powerless, re powerlessness really cripples your truth. And when you live outside your truth, um, from then on you're split. Okay. So if you're not in connection with your truth and you're feeling very powerless in your life, helpless and trapped, that's a sign that you are living outside yourself. And when you live outside yourself, it's kind of like there's two of you. The real you that wants things and knows you're worthy and recognizes your, hum your value as a human. And then that other part of you that's like living in the actual relationship and that is causing you a lot of tension or um, 
wherever you are voiceless, whether that's at work or in your family or in your um, marriage or whatever. And, and that split can get farther and farther and farther, like bigger and bigger the gap can get as time goes on and you live disconnected from your intuition and your true self. So it's important to come home to self. And that is what I call shadow work. That is doing the work. That's um, a gentle move back to yourself. It's baby steps. It's making some deliberate choices and actions toward committing to yourself. This is everything I do in my coaching program. Um, And sometimes it begins with connection to body and fitness. Sometimes it begins with cleaning up the mind and really clearing our thoughts and um, cultivating a sound mind. And then sometimes it's reconnecting with your emotional body. So it's, it's direly important that we make this transition in our adult life because otherwise, you know, like I was saying, they, you begin to live in a minefield. It's just traps are everywhere and you're completely unconscious to them. So responsibility becomes the safeguard to not repeat old patterns. So when I left my abusive marriage, I was terrified of getting in a committed relationship again or something long-term because I was like, I don't know what the hell I just did and why I chose that guy, but holy shit, I need to figure it out before I choose somebody else because what is to say I won't choose that same type of person and that's scary as shit and I'm not doing that again. Um, So I kind of just did you know, I would casually date and things like that for years. And I was so, I mean, terrified, trembling inside at the thought of commitment because I did not trust myself to choose well. Okay. So that goes back to the very beginning when I was talking about a key indicator that you are disconnected from intuition is you don't trust yourself for whatever reason. And so that was big for me. I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not getting into a relationship with some man. I don't trust myself to pick him right. So I really went on this um, quest to not be a better picker of partners, but to figure out what it was in me that chose that kind of person. Because ultimately, I did. Nobody forced me to marry him. I fell in love with him. I was crazy head over heels for him. So what was that? You know, that was my question for years. And then I did figure it out. And now I have recreated a very healthy bond with myself and my intuition that I am so deeply committed to that I don't have fear of like, shoot, man, anything, you know, like, I don't want my kids to get sick or die. That's like, obviously, the worst thing that could ever happen. But next to that, everything else has already happened to me. <laughs> like, my, 
the my first love died. You know, we had a nasty divorce. I lost myself. I was a victim of abuse. My family was torn apart. I've been dirt poor. I've had nothing. You know, I have been through it. Um, but other than that, you know, moving forward, I'm like, I'm just not afraid. I, I just trust myself. And that is priceless. That's something that you cannot put a tag on because it's nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can shift that. That is fully within your power to get. Um, so what I did in that shift from moving from divorce to terrified to all of a sudden having this relationship with myself that I trust myself is... I took responsibility for my part. I know that I was not to fault for the abuse that I endured. It was not my fault. I did not bring it on. I didn't ask him. I didn't enable him to abuse me. That was all on him, okay? And and it is with abusers. That's just the way it is. It's just never, ever the victim's fault, Having known that, I was just fully at peace with that, right? Yes, that was his choice to do, and that was wrong. Still, I'm like, where is my responsibility? Because here's what responsibility does. It opens up your future to be free. So responsibility unlocks freedom. And because with freedom comes power, all of that. So I needed power because I felt trapped in that marriage. I had been hopeless and helpless for a decade, and I didn't ever want to live that way again. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. Where can I take responsibility? What were, what were my, um, my attachments, my brokenness that led me to that? What was it in me that was drawn to that kind of partner and then stayed? Um, and so... Everywhere I could, as I thought about my story and processed healing and all of that, um, I would take responsibility. Oh, I see that. I see where I self-abandoned. I see where I shut my intuition down there and I should have spoken up, even if it was scary. I see where I wasn't brave or I lacked courage and I cowered and I just let him do it and I let him have the way and make the decision and I knew better. And in those, those little moments are trickled all throughout my marriage, just consistently like, oh yeah, that's where I went voiceless. Mm, that's where I played needless. That's where I silenced myself. Mm, okay. And that's all on me. That's what I did. Okay. So again, it's not my fault that he was abusive to me, but I gave up my power day in and day out. I just offered it to him on an altar. I just laid it there like, I'm going to be voiceless again today. Yep. I'm going to be needless still. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'll, I'll be silent. Sure. I'll shut down my intuition. I won't listen to my gut today. You know, so I did that over and over for 10 years and out of it, I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. And so I just went on this like responsibility rampage where I just was like, you know what? That's me. I will take that. I'll take that because what what that does when I take responsibility for my past, it just automatically like, you know, you put it in like a machine, like a juicer, okay? 
I put in responsibility and out juices power. And so I'm like, I need the power juice. That's, that's how it went for me. So I was just loading this juicer with responsibility. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take it for that. I'll take it for that. That was on me. That was on me. That, I'll take that. And all of a sudden I was just getting more and more empowered and in touch with myself. And I'm, I was seeing more and more all my choices. I have fucking choices all day, every day, in every situation, all the time. I don't like the choices all the time. Like at one point when my choice was to divorce him or stay in an abusive marriage. I was like, both of those are shitty. I don't like those choices. <laughs> but they were choices nonetheless, and I got to be the chooser. So even though it didn't feel like a choice that I was getting a divorce, I'm like, I mean, honestly, after you know you're in abuse and you can see it and you're already halfway out, why I couldn't go back. I was like, no, that's not even a logical choice, but it is a choice nonetheless. And some people do choose that. So I love to live powerfully and I do it all the time. I do it all the time. I constantly apologize to my friends. I and when I'm apologizing, it's legitimate. I'm not just taking responsibility for other people. I'm not, I'm not going into their lane and scooping up their shit too. No, no. I'm just taking care of my own shit and I'm picking up the poo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, you know, I stay in my side of the fence. I'm not trying to like be codependent and like cover for everybody else's mistakes. That's not what I'm talking about with responsibility. No, no, no. Um, but every time you shut down yourself, or you don't voice your expectations, or you don't have a conversation that you need to, or you're not living at your highest level of integrity, you, my friend, are giving up your power every time you do that. So back to our little news article that this is all stemming from. Both parties, male accused, women victims, there is so much room for these parties to take responsibility, get their power back, and move into freedom. Now, it looks differently. Like for um, the guy in question, it's going to look very different. There's going to be a, a humble, um, gentle aspect that will need to come with that a lot of humility and because what should have happened, this is what I would tell my son, what should have happened. If you're living a questionably moralistic lifestyle, if your standards are subpar, if you have piss poor relational skills, if you are living with a lack of emotional intelligence and you get cued in to, Hmm, I'm living outside my highest integrity. I feel split. There's, there's a disconnect here. What you should do in that type of situation, this is what I would tell my son, taking the highest road, being the biggest person you can be, is to preemptively, before any of these stories come out to the news and to the whoever, is you go and you say, you know what? PSA, I have not been living at my highest level of integrity and I am deeply sorry. I'm sorry to the women I hurt and were the object of my 
disconnect and my lack of integrity. I am sorry to my family, my friends, and everybody I represent, like whatever. But you go and you, you go first and you make that statement because my God, is that commendable. That takes so much character to do that. A lot of people don't have that high level of character. That's okay. You can still come on the back end. It's going to be a lot more work and you're going to kind of be digging yourself out of a hole instead of creating the hole itself and putting yourself in it and saying, I'm doing this voluntarily because I want to live better. I'm making different choices moving forward. And you hold yourself to your own highest standard instead of, you know, backwards and making society do it for you, which is just pathetic to me. But people do it. It happens. So on the other side of it, the women as victims, we have, and I'm going to say we because I have been a victim of so many different kinds of inappropriate misconduct from men. I mean, I can think of a hundred stories. And as victims, we have a lot of power. We have the power to turn our shame into freedom. And the way we do that is by putting our shame in our our, um, the way we showed up to that situation into the power blender, into the juicer. And because here's what I'm saying. I'm again, not saying these women were in the wrong place and they were wearing the wrong thing and they did this or that. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying when we are disconnected from our intuition, we will find ourselves in questionable situations. It's inevitable. So if that's you and these women are in that category because reading from the stories, I'm like, she's lacking intuition. She's lacking listening to her gut there. She's disconnected from her better judgment. That's very clear because they were like just making unwise decisions as far as going off alone with him, um, getting drunk with him and continuing to drink after they were already drunk to blackout drunk and things like that. There's, these are clear signs of like, this person is not connected to themselves. They're not taking care of themselves. They're asking someone else to take care of them. And they thought that, that he was trustworthy because he was a Christian. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, shifty, shiftiness in that belief because just because somebody says they're a Christian, mm, that's a very wide spectrum of what that means for all kinds of standards. So, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, but anyways, um, we can take our responsibility for being disconnected to our intuition. Even if it's just that, put that through the juicer, find your power, say, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go on a responsibility rampage. I'm going to find myself and I'm going to reconnect so I never find myself in that kind of situation again because that was not okay. I don't like the way I felt in it. I didn't like the way I felt after it. I don't ever want to experience it again. And all of a sudden, you have the power. Um, when someone is not walking in their power, they're, again, going to be fault-finding, blaming, shifting responsibility. Um, when you shift responsibility and say, this person needs to be accountable, take responsibility, you know, whatever, however you picture that, 
you are offering your power to them. Now, I'm not saying people should not be held accountable for their um, actions. I definitely do think that. However, as a victim, there's so much trauma and PTSD and shame that they are processing that it can be almost distracting from their own work to go on this witch hunt to make sure this person is taken care of. Because here's the thing. This guy was behaving like a player, okay, which is not acceptable behavior. Like nobody's like, oh, he's a player. That's cool. Let's sign up. I'm like, no, okay. He has piss poor morals and his standards are whack. And he's really not operating at a high level of integrity. However, there is an integrity police and there's not a button you can push or a number to call to be like, hey, this guy was talking to like multiple girls at the same time. And like he offered me tickets to his show and then asked for sexual favors in return. Like that's not cool. I'm going to tell on him. That is such a power, powerless stance to take in my opinion because the true responsibility is individual. He needs to take responsibility, get his shit together for sure. Stop treating people that way. It's just ridiculous. And like a 12 year old. Okay. These women though, in the Christian world, it's a little bit different because they do believe that Christians should be held to a higher standard. Well, in situations like this, that doesn't really work. Like, okay, you're going to ruin his career. Neat. Does that make you feel better? No. Does that give you power? No, it doesn't. It may for a second be like, oh, that was validating that um, his career's off the rails now because he's being held accountable now. Well, no, not really, because I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to die down for a little bit and then he's going to bounce back, okay? Because this isn't a situation that's going to break him, but it could break these women because they're still shifting their power to someone else. So as soon as we can gather our power back, put that responsibility through the juicer and drink the power juice, um, the more freedom we're going to find instantly. And I've been in several specific situations that are so similar to what I was reading um, about this man and these women. And, and particularly with this guy, like he is an acquaintance of mine and we have hung out together and have drank together and there was no inappropriateness with he and I. And here's the one reason why. Because I'm connected to my intuition and when I bump into somebody who lacks integrity, I don't tolerate it. There is no room for that in my space. Had he kept pushing or if he was inappropriate, I would have walked away. It would have been done because I'm not starstruck. I'm not asking him to validate me, accept me, approve of me, tell me I'm worthy or cool or anything. I don't give a shit what that guy has to say. All I cared about was hanging out and like reconnecting. And we had some old stories to go over and stuff like that. And so for me, that was it. And I made that very clear to him right off the bat. And then we had a great time. Um, and we left and every, it was just fine, you know, and 
maybe looking at these stories, I'm like, maybe he didn't get what he was originally looking for. But when I created a boundary, a very distinct boundary, he didn't push it. And that's my experience of him. And I'm not saying everybody's experience of him will be the same. I'm smart enough to know that everybody can have a different experience with the same person. Like that's how people can be sometimes. So um, again, I'm not devaluing these women's stories. I absolutely see how all of this could be true. Um, and I also see where a lot of people are not taking responsibility for their own actions. Definitely him and then these women too, because the truth is no one else is responsible for your safety. And if you're giving that to somebody else, you have entered into the minefield of disconnected disconnection with yourself. And that's on you. It really is. And again, I'm not saying abuse is your fault or sexual misconduct or somebody flirting inappropriately with you. That is not your fault. But my God, there are so many boundaries you can set immediately and so many actions you can take. And so this is how I would coach my daughter in this scenario. Baby girl, you need to know before you go into the situation where your edges are. You need to know what you're willing to do, how far you're willing to take it, when you're going to say no, when you're going to get loud and say no, and when you're going to scream for help. Okay? You need to play all this out in your head because as a girl, we're not going to walk around oblivious. That'll never happen to me. Nuh-uh, we're not. That's not what we do. When we're connected to ourselves, we're listening to our gut constantly. When we feel that this guy is kind of pushing the bounds and like trying to feel us out, like how far we'll let him go, how far he can take it with us over text or phone call or even flirting in person or whatever, we're going we're gonna to set those boundaries, okay? And you can do it playfully where you're not making a big scene, but you're going to do it. And what I did with this guy in particular was he, when I got to his show, because he gave me a free ticket, and I got there and he's like, what are you doing here by yourself? I mean, what are you doing? Like, what is it exactly? Like, what do you, what is it? And I go, all right. It seems like maybe you're thinking I might be like a groupie or want something from you, but I don't. Like, I'm just here to catch up. Like, I haven't seen you in years. And, you know, we got a lot of stories to catch up on. He knew my husband. He knew that he died. And so I'm like, let's just, you know, hang out. And I'm like, you're in my city. And let's go grab a drink and dinner or whatever. And that was it. So I, I made it very clear what my intentions were. And those were my intentions. I wasn't attracted to him. I wasn't flirting. I wasn't getting anything from him. And so when we sat down, you know, he was just like, he got really real with me. And there wasn't that boundary pushing anymore of like flirting or like he might get something later. There's none of that. Because right off the bat, I set my intention with him and I made it very clear. And had he kept pushing or like kind of trying to feel out that boundary, I would have just kept saying things like, nope, that's not what we're doing here. Or, all right, guy, calm down, just chill, you know, whatever. Okay. So those are all ways of setting badass boundaries and 
protecting yourself, creating your own sense of security, not relying on someone else to be a better person than they maybe are or have even shown you. Um, So I don't ever put that in somebody else's hands anymore. I take care of my own heart. I take care of my body. And before it even gets to the close to the point where there's inappropriateness, I've already got systems in place that I'm going to say, I'm going to call, I'm going to throw a flag on this play and then I'm going to exit. I'm going to remove myself. And if it's questionable, I'm not going to keep drinking. I'm not going to keep, um, I'm not going to go somewhere else with him. I'm not going to go alone. Like all of these things, there's all these different safeguards that we can put in place depending on how this person responds to our initial boundaries. So that's how I would coach my daughter. All right. This is a bonus episode just to address this. I think it's highly important that we all start tapping into finding our power, reconnecting with our intuition, like serious responsibility rampage, like get so conscious, so addicted to it, Find your responsibility because if you can get really good at shifting responsibility into power, I mean, you're going to be unstoppable. You are going to be absolutely unstoppable in every area of your life. So that's my encouragement. Please message me with questions. Let's keep it respectful and um, open-minded. Okay, guys, Um, until next time, we'll talk again. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.